0: This is a podcast from the Business Times.
1: Hi there, everyone. I'm Genevieve Qua, Wealth Editor of the Business Times. Today, we're going to talk about an area of health insurance that almost everyone needs, unless, of course, you're ultra wealthy and can afford to self insure this risk. It's the area of critical illness cover. I recently wrote a column under my Mind the Gap series in the Business Times. Critical illness plans, which I'll refer to as CI, have been around for many, many years, certainly as long as I've been covering insurance for the BT, and that's a very long time. What a CI plan does is pay you a lump sum if you are diagnosed with a critical illness. This lump sum is meant to tide you over as an income replacement if you are unable to work. It's seen as a must-have health cover alongside a hospital or integrated shield plan. This is because the financial burden, if you are unable to work because of a critical illness, will be very heavy for you and your family. The recovery time can also be very long. I'm not sure how high the penetration of CI plans is, but I believe it's fair to say most people probably have a CI plan but the cover they have is also probably insufficient. Based on the 2018 study, the LIA gives a rough rule of thumb that you need cover of around 3.9 times or roughly 4 times your annual income. Personally, I'm definitely underinsured for this, and my regret is that I cannot even buy any of the current plans whose designs are very attractive because at my age, they would be too expensive. But here's some good news about CI plans. One, you can now buy standalone CI pretty easily. In the earlier days, maybe 10 to 20 years ago, standalone CI plans were quite rare because of the cost. People mostly bought CI as a rider on a whole life plan. The catch there is that depending on the design, if you are diagnosed with a CI, the plan pays out a lump sum and that's it. After that, your cover would cease. The second piece of good news is you can now buy CI plans that pay you more than once. This means your potential benefit could be a multiple of your original sum insured. Maybe two times, three times, or even up to five times. This is because you can enhance your base CI plan by taking up a multi-pay rider to cover you for a recurrence of critical illnesses either a relapse of an existing CI, or if you suffer a second or third CI of a different type. That's a very attractive feature, even for skeptics who might think, oh, insurers do that because many CIs are pretty obscure. Many CIs on a typical list do sound obscure. But actually, there is evidence that people do suffer relapses, especially for major cancers ovarian cancer, for example, recurs in 85% of patients. The probability of relapse of liver cancer could be as high as 70% five years after surgery. Third, and this is where it gets interesting, can you future-proof your CI plan? You know how CI plans are so dependent on definitions. From the point of view of consumers, the broader the definition, the better. But for insurers, The narrower and stricter the definitions, the better. CI plans are priced on a very finite set of definitions. Typically, once you buy a plan, the plan isn't able to accommodate new illnesses and definitions. But one company, FWD, has launched a CI plan that actually covers you for, quote, future unknown diseases, unquote. This seems to be the first in the market so far. FWD's CEO designate, Adrian Vincent, says the company's plan, called Recover First, is meant to future-proof your CI cover. What this means is that unlike other CI plans, where the success of a claim depends strictly on definitions, FWD's Recover First extends its cover beyond strict definitions. The rationale is that medical advances in diagnostics and treatment are surfacing new illnesses, but as Adrian Vincent has told me, it's not practical to take up a new CI plan every time definitions are updated or new CIs are added to a list. I'm quoting him here. We might want to consider a principle-based approach that covers customers for impairment, surgery, or intensive care for the functioning of key body systems, such as cardiovascular and respiratory systems, unquote. There are eight body systems that could potentially be covered, including those just mentioned and the neurological system, liver and kidney functions, among others. Are you considering or reviewing your CI cover? Here are three pointers that I think you should note about CI plans to avoid misunderstandings and disappointment. At the end of this podcast, I'll also give you a view from an independent financial planner on some common misconceptions about CI that you should be wary of. The first thing is CI definitions. This is a big item that will determine whether your CI plan will pay you a benefit or not. The industry has guidelines that all insurers follow. The Life Insurance Association has a set of standard definitions for severe or advanced stage CIs. There are 37 diseases on this list. The reason for the standard, as the LIA says, is to help you to make comparisons across plans and to minimize the chance of an inconsistent outcome. That is, you're less likely to be in a predicament where one insurer would pay out for a CI and another refuses your claim. But beyond the standard definitions, insurers are free to add on to this list, reduce the list, and define their own terms for the various stages of CI, like early and intermediate stages. So you'll find plans in the market that cover more than 100 CIs, or you can pick a more focused cover only for the top three CIs. This is cover for the top three causes of death and CI claims, cancer, heart disease, and stroke. As for coverage from early stages, you will need a separate rider for this, but you can also find standalone CI plans for early stage cancer. You're probably wondering, Is it the case that the more CIs a plan has, the better? I've seen plans that cover more than 150 CIs. A more comprehensive plan covering many diseases would likely cost more than a plan that covers only the top three. Logically, a broad-based cover should increase the chance that you can make a successful claim should you be diagnosed with a CI. But an equally important aspect is really how broad or narrow the CI definition is. Of course, unless you're a doctor, it's very difficult for a layman like us to make sense of the definitions. The second thing to watch out for is the terms and conditions. Standalone CI plans are typically sold for a specific term or number of years, such as up to age 65 or 75. Some insurers have a maximum age of cover, which may be set at 75. If you are in such a plan, cover ceases after that age, but others will cover you almost for life. I say almost because technically, there is still a specified age, like 99 or 100. Note too that there is a maximum age of entry, which some insurers may set at 60 or 65. Premiums are quoted based on factors such as age, gender, and lifestyle, which refers to whether you smoke or not and health status. Because age influences premium, it makes sense to take up CI when you are young and healthy, and you are less likely to have pre-existing conditions. Premiums are quoted at a level rate until the end of the term. A plan is guaranteed renewable. This means as long as you pay the premium, you cannot be refused cover on renewal. But please note that the premium itself is not guaranteed. The insurer reserves the right to adjust the premium based on its claims experience. It may give you 30 days notice before raising premiums. If there is a premium rise, it will apply to the entire cohort. The insurer cannot discriminate against you as an individual and raise your premium because you made a claim. Still to come, waiting periods for multi-pay CIs. Join Senior Correspondent Leslie Yi on PropertyBT for insights to help you on your property investment journey. Every fourth Thursday of the month with your trusted partner for property information. Go to bt.sg/podcasts to download.
0: And now, back to Wealth BT from the Business Times.
1: We've just been discussing the things you should note about CI plans. The third thing to be aware of is the waiting period for multi-pay plans. This is where it may get confusing. There is a difference between recurrence of the same CI and recurrence of a different CI. From the plans I've seen, insurers may limit the number of times you claim for the same CI to only two, and the waiting period between those claims is typically 24 months. Some insurers may require evidence that you are in complete remission before you can claim again. Some, however, do not require you to be in remission. In addition, not all CIs may be eligible for a relapse claim. From the plans I've seen, the multi-pay feature for a relapse seems to be limited to 5 or 6 CIs. These generally include major cancer, heart attack, and stroke. The second category of multi-pay CI is for a reset of the benefit. This means you can claim a second time for the full original benefit, as long as the claim is for a completely different CI. For this type of multi-pay, the waiting period is shorter, 12 months, and the number of claims allowed is more generous, up to 5 times. I can only surmise that the probability of claiming 5 times for completely different CIs must be pretty remote. Still, it's a good benefit to have. I can imagine that in later years, because we're more likely to suffer multiple chronic conditions, there is a chance we could be diagnosed with more than one CI. I have with me here Eddie Chong, Head of Solutions for Provident, an independent wealth advisor. Eddie has had 18 years of experience in financial planning. Hi, Eddie. Thanks so much for joining us. We're talking about critical illness cover, What are your thoughts about multi-pay CI? Are they a good idea for consumers?
0: Well, the old CI policy is a one-claim policy, meaning that once a claim is paid, the policy terminates and that's it. So what happens if there's another critical illness diagnosed years after the first claim? Or if there's a relapse? These subsequent unfortunate events will be a huge financial strain if one is not prepared for. And this is where the multi-pay CI is positioned. It allows multiple claims of a critical illness and not just that, it pays a claim even when the illness is at early stage Cost-wise, this uh, multi-pay critical illness premiums has come down over the years and about 50% more premiums you could get about 200% more in terms of benefits So for example, a 40-year-old male looking for a 25-year term policy to cover himself until 65 years old for a 300,000 late-stage critical illness could cost about 1,002 a year for a one-claim CI policy. For the same multi-pay CI policies, that I know premiums could be about $1,008. Uh, so that is for $600 more, but the potential claim could be more than $900,000 or $600,000 more in terms of benefits. Though the premiums is quite attractive, it still costs more, and therefore it's always advisable to balance between your needs as well as affordability. But if budget allows this, this multi-pay CI definitely offers a better value proposition.
1: Eddie, I believe in your years counselling clients about their financial and insurance plans, you must come across many misconceptions. Can you share with us the biggest misconceptions people may have about CI cover?
0: Oh, sure. I'll share three common ones. First is confusing the use of CI policies with integrated shield plan, which is a hospital plan. So, for example, buying a critical nurse policy with the idea of protecting against huge medical bills. But to achieve that, you will need to buy a very huge CI policy, which is too expensive and it's not practical. Hospital costs is best covered using the Mindy Life or the Integrated Shield Plan because this offers a wider safety net in terms of hospitalization benefits. Whereas the CI is best suited to cover against the potential loss of working income due to an illness, so having this misconception can result in the case of over-insuring. The second misconception is quite the opposite; it results in underestimating the need for critical illness cover. These are people who think that critical illness cover, example cancer, somehow will not happen to them, only happen to others. So maybe because they are generally more health conscious. They have healthy lifestyle habits or none of their family members suffers from any critical illness. However, staying healthy does not mean that we are insulated against illnesses which can strike any time, anyone. This is a case of underinsuring or buying too late. The third misconception concerns parents. Some parents tend to prioritize getting CI plans for their children and not themselves because it's cheaper. But the truth is that it's more important to cover the breadwinners. Who otherwise might lose their only source of income when critical strikes. This is an example of prioritizing the need wrongly. So Jen, these are the three common ones I come across.
1: Thanks, Eddie, for your insights. On that note, yes, often when we have children, we're anxious about protecting them and their future. But we forget that the more important thing is really to protect ourselves as parents. That's it for now. I hope this podcast has helped you in thinking about your insurance cover. Until the next episode, thank you for listening.
0: That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon enabled devices. For more podcasts by the Straits Times, the Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.